Hello, everyone, and welcome to the newest edition of Graveyard Smash. I'm Danny O'Dwyer, Professor Werewolf. I'm Elise O'Dwyer, and our special guest... Hi, I'm Jim Gaynor. Jim the Animal Gaynor. So, the movie we're doing today is uh, one I picked. For, it's the first movie that's like really like Dan picked this movie, and it is Reanimator. Dan's picks. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, I love this movie. Uh, standard disclaimer, we will be giving away the end of this movie. You should definitely, definitely, definitely watch this movie. It's all a dream at the end. <laughs> But if you don't watch shit. it, oh yeah, shit. edit, edit, yeah, whatever. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Put it all that out. But uh, yeah, if you haven't seen it, we're gonna give away the end of the movie. So be that, keep that in mind. Like, get on our level and watch three. Yeah, yeah, no dude. shit. Yeah. So movie begins. It's the Zurich Medical Hospital in Zurich, I assume. <laughs> and there's these actors, and they're speaking German, but they have pretty clearly American accents. Like yeah. it's like I <laughs> yeah, do not speak right. German yeah. very well, but it's like. We are on our way to the lab. Her uh, vest. Yeah, you're yeah. so right. Yeah. You're so right. It's like very clearly not native German speakers. No. Ich bin ein Violiner. Like I've heard from people who speak German that in Die Hard is really obvious. I don't notice that. This is like, yeah. it's like a high school production yeah. like level German. And Die Hard, who cares? Because it's Alan Rickman. Who, you who, who honestly to does not do a great German accent in that movie, but it just doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. but okay. That, Anything that's a whole he other wants thing, to say like, sounds better. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. If you meet people who speak um, really good English, who speak German as a native language, they sound actually English because they learn English German. I, see, I can see mm-hmm. that. In any case, can we dedicate this episode to Alan Rickman? Yes, and Prince. All right, and Prince. And Prince. Prince. Oh, yeah. more and, Prince. and China. Yeah. If yeah. that's fine. <laughs> right. It doesn't have to be. Yeah. <laughs> Her and her giant clit. <laughs> well known. Yeah. I didn't know that, but... Really? Yeah, she starred in, like... She had a her... Bunch of the adult Night movies. in China. Well, and she and did one. more, even. Where, oh, yeah? Ones. Yeah. From what I'm told from her eulogy that I read. <laughs> <laughs> that was a normal thing to do. That's, yeah. yeah. That's true. Uh, made so, her giant clit, rusty. So they come in, rusty and uh, Dr. Herbert West is... Uh, he's trying to revive his mentor with his reagent. It's his glow-in-the-dark solution. The stuff that put a glow sticks. Dr. But Gruber? Dr. Dr. Gruber. Gruber. But we don't know any of that yet. Right, we don't know that. Yeah. And you see this this old German or uh, Swiss, Swiss dude, his eyes just fucking pop. And then it's... Uh, and they explode all over this, like, fat woman, which makes it funny. Because <laughs> she's fat. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> it's and funny, then, you know. It's, it's a thinking joke, yeah, really. Eyes not... explode on fat lady. Like, <laughs> it's interesting in the moment, but when you think about it, really, it stays with you. Yeah, when you break it down, that's classic like, Yeah, colors. very clever. But when you think yeah. about it, like, like, okay, you know, like, yes, there's things that are really funny psychologically. Like a good, like, da- George Carlin bit or something. Right, right. But then there's, like, a fat guy falling down. Much more clever. Clever in a lot of ways. <laughs> yes. But, uh, Agreed. We're treated then to like a really long credit sequence, which you don't see a lot of anymore. Which in the excellent music in this movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, very reminiscent of like Beetlejuice, I think. <laughs> I think and like it's Danny a, Elfman shit, especially that a, opening. It's a take on the psycho theme, actually. Well, that oh. too, but it if does sound very. If you want to, yeah, 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 it does. The if you want to right. drop, um. The psycho music compared to the theme music from this movie. about it on like like we're recording like what you, Wait, you that's what you do you write down stuff yeah i know 
that I write down stuff. I don't. Do I have to write down stuff? You don't have to write anything down. Okay, thank God. Okay, good. All right, hold on. Oh, Dan. See, but this is boring. Though. Drop. Oh God, this is so terrible. Why don't you do this to me? All right. In any case, great score. I yes. like. I actually really like the opening title sequence right. in general. Like, yeah, yeah, it's like Grey's Anatomy, like not the boring show, but like the um. With the medical like drawings, yeah, it's like neon and shit, yeah, and yeah. neon and stuff. I, like, it's like that's like one of those touches in this movie. Like, this is a low budget, hor- very low budget horror movie, but like it's so clear the creators of this movie thought about a lot definitely. of details yeah. and stuff. Like nothing was slapped together really in this movie. Like they, it was all very carefully planned, and they had intention behind. Mm-hmm. Like from what I, I can tell, a lot I mean, of what they did. It makes sense because like Stuart Gordon had a history as like a, a theater guy, like a theater yeah. director. Yeah, and shit. Like, He's I, a, yeah. I didn't know a lot of that. Like I, it was years ago. I went to some burlesque show that our friends used to be in at the Greenhouse Theater. And all over the walls were like there was Mad Stewart Gordon shit everywhere, yeah. and, like stuff he had done there. And I guess like his theater company from Chicago was relatively well known at the time. But I don't know. Yeah. I didn't look it up. Or we anything. were watching some making of stuff on this, and he's like straight up like fat Chicago theater nerd. Yeah, it's like word. okay, yeah, that that makes perfect sense yeah. actually. You know, <laughs> so and then he yeah. made all his money writing Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Did he really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Dude, like, because totally. Reanimator was, like, a hit for the time, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. Then his output, you notice after that, I mean, from Beyond Rules, but he didn't really have anything that good or, like, that well-known. And then he made bank, him and Brian Hughes made bank writing the script for Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. And no that kind of, like, funded way. the rest of his career. Yeah. I didn't know he did Which that. Which is a pretty terrifying so movie in its own right. Right. <laughs> The yes. idea of having children. <laughs> Horrifying. That are tiny. tiny. The idea, the idea of being married to Rick Moranis. Yeah. Aww. No, I mean, yeah, okay, that's not fair. <laughs> You're right. You're right. God, what if Rick Moranis ever <laughs> do you, Jim? Why come to the aid of Rick Moranis right away? That's excellent. Yeah. My so, after the, uh, after the fucking credits are done, it's uh, Miskatonic University we see it at. It's a reference to that's often... Fans of Lovecraft will know that's like the university in like Lovecraft. Yeah, word, word, word. They have a copy of the Necronomicon there and stuff. You know, whenever I see um, an advertisement for the, I think it's like Misericordia Medical Group yeah. or whatever, it always seems so sinister to me, and I don't understand why. I'm like, where does that word come from? And it's Miscatonic. That's what I'm. <laughs> that's what it's funny when I used to work at the uh, the place that sold gynecological products. There was a place we service called Resurrection Service. I always pictured it being like. Uh, you know, like an ambulance, but they just have the reagent, like yeah, the word West stuff, word. and they inject you and you come back to life. Your best job selling gynecological products? I some would say. Yeah, no, I just assumed the worst. Yeah. That's when I started smoking. <laughs> I could take two smoke breaks. Yeah. He was like, maybe I'll die sooner. Yeah, <laughs> not. I can remember. Anymore. Okay, I can remember about that job. Like, like kind of daydreaming about nuclear war. I'm like, wow, there's a nuclear war. I wouldn't have to come to work anymore. <laughs> it's like, whoa. That's well, you pretty... definitely know more about speculums than I do. I do. That's true. So we're introduced to um, Dan, the main, sort of the main character, sort of every man, Dan Kane. He's oh, a medical God, that, student. He fucking slays this movie too. He's man. so good. I really think he's really good. The acting's really good in this movie. I know. Um, yeah. He's yeah. No, no, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say that his uh, the doctor he's working with tells him he doesn't know when to give up on his patients. Mm-hmm. See, yeah, that's. Very cleverly, you see that also this character is not super down with death and would like to prevent yeah, death. It establishes that pretty quickly. It and establishes the, that with him beating the doctor, him on the chest of a naked fat lady. Yeah, okay. But, wow. <laughs> <laughs> like, this movie does not waste any time within, no. like, the first, like, 
you know, minute and a half of runtime, we've seen eyes explode onto a fat lady, and then we see a naked fat lady. <laughs> different fat lady. Different, different fat. Two different, different, two different fat ladies. Yeah. Uh, the woman who tells him, the doctor he's working with, is uh, the director's wife. Oh yeah! Fun fact. Sick. She's got yeah. awesome '80s fucking glasses on in that movie. Yeah, yeah, she sure does. So then he has to take the body to the morgue, and I'll tell you from personal experience, I've had to work in the Cook County morgue before for work. Morgues are for real. work, he says. Yeah, no, dude, <laughs> they are so gross. The refrigeration went down, and the, the cooler they keep like the, the bodies they just find, and they're like yeah. go in there, and I'm like, you get the bodies, so I'm like. I guess because they all work there. They're used to working on he dead said, bodies. Like, I remember you said like people were just like eating sandwiches in there and shit. Oh. Like they're just like so cavalier, like in a hallway, like ripping a body apart. Right. And, stuff. and Dan's like, I mean, oh my god. Right. Where it's right. like for me, like I'm. Tr- it's like the men's locker room. Try not to look at anything. Also, <laughs> well, another another fun fact about this movie. I think it was Stuart Gordon wanted all the actors. To get some experience hanging out in a morgue, he brought them to a morgue before they started filming. Because it's like, so they could kind of get some, like, get the weight of what they were working with. Like, in the, you know, they're dealing with actors and dummies and stuff, but, like, the movie is about, like, dead bodies, you know? Right. So it gave them a little bit of context. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah, we see, uh, then we are introduced. Um, to the bad guy of the film. Oh, before that, we see the security guard, Carl from Family Matters and Die Hard. Kids, always watching music videos. <laughs> who, who, like, who gives one of those beautiful old school lines of, like, talking about, I don't know why they have locks around here. Ain't nobody want to get in. Yes! And ain't nobody, nobody getting out. Like, I wrote that down! Dude, I'm telling you, if that line got dropped in a modern-day horror movie, it'd be groans throughout the audience. But, like, yeah. that kind of shit back in the day, it was, like, part of the feel of well, the What movie, I really you know? like, too, is, like, it's a thing I noticed, like, because I deal with a lot of security guards, because I work all over the place. I go to buildings. Are they always reading Boudoir magazine? Like, that kind of... <laughs> uh, not necessarily, but what I like about it was his station actually looked like a guard station, where there's, like, a little TV there. Right. Yeah. There's, like, you know, like, he's got donuts, he's got well, an a- ashtray you could smoke inside it. Like, it's always, like, very lived in. It's, like, one of those things... I would things... smoke if I worked in a morgue, no for doubt. sure. Yeah, no <laughs> shit. But it's one of those things that, like, it, it's, like, a nice attention to detail. Like, it's something that always bothers me in horror, mo- or in any movie. Whenever they have construction workers, no one has stickers on their hard hat. Where, like, construction's like, everyone has stickers all over their hard hat. Yeah. It's, like, it's one of those things well, that's, like... Well, this movie paid a lot of attention to detail. They, they really nicely rounded out and gave, like, comic like he wasn't just comic relief they thought about that character no too, right. you know so no they, they just try to make a lot of little touches like that yeah. pretty interesting so around that yeah we're introduced to carl hill sort of the bad guy of the movie he looks john like, carrey yes he looks like john carrey in america you have a right to be stupid former like presidential candidate yeah. current secretary of state he, i wrote john down carrey. that he uh checks the oil in a dead guy's head with a q-tip like he <laughs> yeah. drops it in this little hole in the head like a like a dipstick yeah, and pulls it it's so gross it's it's so perfect because this movie hits every spectrum of gore like yeah because like in all the surgery scenes where they're opening up the heads yeah, it's and like, body horror it's all body horror that's all this very super gross it's like all very slow moving and very intentional and it just makes you kind of cringe the whole time and then it moves eventually to like over the top super yeah gore, you know? yeah just even like even that moment though of dropping that Q-tip, like it's it's, it's just a so small gross. moment, like it's just a little thing. It's this tiny hole in his head, and he's just poking a Q-tip through it, and it, it's so disgusting. Yeah, it, it's such it's such an interesting moment because it's like later 
he cuts somebody's head open and peels the right. scalp back and stuff, and he takes the brains yeah. out. And, like, in a lot of ways, the Q-tip moment is grosser to me, yeah, you know? Right. So. Yeah. Well, it's, and then, so it's around this time, too, that we're introduced to, uh, well, first of all, we see that Dan Kane is looking for a roommate. He posts, he lives at 666 Darkmoor Drive. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Which the first time, we watched this at a group one time, and I Eric remember. Anderson kept repeating I'll that. i always remember. <laughs> he, he said it like 10 times, like, dude, we got the joke. He's we like, no, who would ever live? And he would do like this Eric, like, yell. And yes, the first three or four times, it was like fucking hilarious. Definitely. And I was like, dude, we, we were watching the same movie. And then... <laughs> We're introduced to uh, Meg Halsey, Dan Kane's girlfriend. Great, great uh, smash cut right there. She goes, he oh, like man. does a little like scare thing, and she's like, "No, no, no!" Right. And then it cuts them boning, and she says, "Yes, oh, yes. Oh. 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 Massive, humongous shout out to Barbara Crampton. That's yeah. her name, right? She's, the actress's name. Yeah. Like, holy shit! Of all of like the scream queens, essentially. She's one of the most unique to me. Because, like, when you first meet her, everything about her is very sweet and, like, very sincere. Yeah. She's not someone that you would expect to see nudity from. And within 30 seconds of meeting her, she's full frontal nudity. Yeah. Like, like you... And I I guess she was an old cohort cohort of Stuart Gordon's back in the day. Was, like, part of their theater group and shit. So there's probably a lot of trust there anyway. But she just fucking commits, I mean, man. we'll get into it later, but talk about trust. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. <laughs> they're, uh, and they're in their room, right, where they're having sex. There's a talking heads poster yep. above. Stop making uh, sense. A bit of uh, a bit little of foreshadowing. foreshadowing. You know? Yeah. See, like I said, detail. Holy shit, yeah. I never thought of yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> So that's so good. Oh my god, yeah. Meg Halsey is the Dean Halsey's daughter, the guy who's like the head of the, the school. Dean Halsey. I kept calling him in my head Dean Yeager because it goes busters, and it's just so not his it's name. It's not his name. <laughs> I trust you're moving us to better quarters on campus. <laughs> so yeah, the thing that he used to drill that hole in the head was the laser scalpel. Or the Does laser he use drill. the laser drill? Yeah. That, okay. Yeah. That is definitely something we need to talk about soon. Um, is how that whole thing works. Yeah, it's it's one of the things that's a little more like sci-fi than like the rest of the movie. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Now, also when they're sleeping together, we find out that like um, Dean Halsey does not like the idea of Meg sleeping over. That's right. She has to go home and act like they were like studying and holding hands. Yeah. Even though he has great regard for Dan and yes. thinks he's like a good student and all that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. They're engaged, so... He, he does he know him. that at that point? I don't know. I don't think he knows. That yeah. was unclear. It's yeah. It is unclear. After they uh, finish up, they play this little game. She gets dressed really quickly, by the way. She does. <laughs> and they play this little game where he's pretending to be like a yeah. ghost. It's almost cute, but it's so not. It's, it's creepy. It's a little creepy. But then um, Herbert like West the is hanging out. Like directly outside the door, having listened to probably all of this. No doubt. <laughs> like, yeah. Dire- like, you don't stand that closely to a door when you're outside someone's, like, home. I mean, Herbert West is a very observant human being. And he, he is, he is a, he is a scientist through and through. I startled you. Yes, you did. Hmm. Like, Dude, one of the greatest performances in horror He's great. What was Dr. Gruber like? He was pretty famous. Yes, pretty famous. Does this building have a basement? He's okay, great. So good. Oh, he's yeah. so good. These people are here to learn, and you're closing their minds before they even have a chance. He's, he's so good in everything. Like uh, people who haven't seen this movie for some fucking reason, who've seen other horror movies, he's in the Frighteners. He's really good. And he's in that great. Too. He's the FBI definitely. agent. Definitely. 
Yeah, and that's like, and I mean, we'll get into this more too, but it's like, uh, you know, when you talk about the influence of this movie, it's like, obviously Peter Jackson was a fan, you know, like right. why do you yeah. why do you cast that guy in that role otherwise, right. you know? His girlfriend is like pleading with him silently not to live with this creepy weirdo. To which Dan completely ignores. He her. completely. Ignores. Well, he, he's like, I've got the first month's rent right here. He's like, Oh wow, that's money. Right, yeah, right. I'm renting a big house by myself well, for some reason. And I guess that makes sense because Dan, like, it's established, is there on scholarship. Like, he's, he's not, just a really smart guy. He's just really smart. Right. Yeah, he he does he deserves like the education he's getting in med school. Like, basically, he's right. worked really hard for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's also around this time where it, we're uh, introduced to the fact that. Um, Carl Hill, um, John Kerry, as he's sometimes referred to in this podcast, uh, has a big crush on the dean's daughter. Or as so, Dan puts it, uh, has projected a psychotic need on her. Yeah, He dude. says it's a psychotic need. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. And he's fucking super fucking gross. Yeah, dude. Yeah, he makes a creepy toast to the daughter at, the, at dinner. Yeah. It's very uncomfortable. What does he say? The, the obsession of all who fall under her spell, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it wasn't some, it's something weird and like that. Like, my esteemed colleagues, capable, beautiful, loving daughter, the obsession of all who fall under her spell. How do you think you're ever going to win a woman's favor talking like that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, and then so they go back home after because they run into Carl Hill, which he's like, he's having dinner with uh, Dean Halsey. They go back and they're like, Where's the cat? Oh, and. Man. They go into Herbert West's room, which begins one of my, like my favorite horror sequences. It's just like once, like basically once you watch this sequence with the cat and everything, that is the dividing line of whether or not you movie or you're done with this movie. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, it, so they go into his. She goes into his room, and the fridge is open. You're looking at the fridge. I'm the Richie. Which is not a good way to keep anything cold. <laughs> yeah, it was it was cracked open a little bit. And yeah. the cat's in there, and then Herbert wakes up, and he's like, oh, yeah, the cat died. I put it in there to keep it safe. He's I like, knew. he's like, what should I leave you a note that would say? What would a note say, Dan? Cat dead. Details later. Right. So, Jim, do you, did you ever receive a note like that from one of your roommates? <laughs> Not necessarily to that level, no. And I feel like I would be upset by that, yeah. so maybe Herbert was kind of right about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Right. Maybe on a napkin, though, nothing ever got left. <laughs> the, the heavy implication is maybe Herbert killed the cat. Yeah. I think definitely. Yeah, right. No, it's like, you know, definitely. it's not, uh, never spelled out in so many words, but like, right. pretty much, yeah. So, um. And it's so funny, because, like, Herbert West, like, one of his main character motivations, I find, is that he knows that he's right. At all times, you know what I'm saying? And will not back down from that fact. He's pretty spurgy. Like, he's upset. He is just obsessed with the science. He doesn't care about, like, emotions. Like, he doesn't experience things right. like most people do. You and, know? He's, and as he's trying to talk to these two people who are looking at a dead cat, the only thing he can focus on is the fact that this woman was in his room. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he said, like, I, I don't like people being in my room. And they're, like, crying because there's a maimed cat in a fridge. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so Meg leaves, you know, in, in disgust. She's also kind of like, Dan, come on. Your fucking roommate. Right. Get this. And uh, Dan wakes up to a commotion in the basement. Oh, so and he goes downstairs, and the cat is on Herbert's back, and he's running around the room. It's very slapsticky. The light's swinging overhead. Right. And then they're chasing the cat around the room with a croquet mallet. 
And it's like, it's masterful slapstick, dude. Because it's, it's just those two actors playing pretend at that moment. You right. Know? Yeah. It's like, like the cat's well, about as real as, like, in, like, a Three Stooges short. Yeah. He is five Right, yeah. Exactly. Well, and the swinging light adds an element of like uh-huh. chaos to it, and it also and it makes it a little. It's that it's those little details that make it creepy enough that it's still like a horror comedy and not just right. a straight up the comedy. sound effects of like yeah. the pitter patter of the right. Cosmos. And when he grabs the cat, he throws it against the wall, and his head cracks. Which like, at the time when I first when I first watched this with you, when I was maybe sixteen or something, yeah. Because um, I think we probably discussed in the last episode, you introduced me to horror movies. Yeah. I hadn't seen a lot till, since, uh, like up to that point, and that was one of the most shocking and hilarious things I've ever seen in my whole life. <laughs> he just fucking straight up chucks the cat at the wall, <laughs> and, and a piece of its gut. Yeah, and, like there. just hit. And, oh, yeah. it's it's yeah, it's one of the many times someone gets their brains, brains bashed in against a wall. In this t- movie. And Definitely. it's not even upsetting in a way like. When um, animals usually like if an animal dies in movies, right. so it's not like it's so like ludicrous. Died. It's so like, funny, dude. Yeah, and then fucking Dan is like standing there in shock, and Herbert's like, "Look out!" <laughs> and then he starts laughing his ass off. <laughs> That's like that. I think is one of the like. I love that moment because huge moments for West Herbert West. Like he doesn't. He you know, him laughing in that moment is so interesting because he doesn't laugh ever or smile. Right. Yeah. Right. In the rest of the movie, but that moment to him is hilarious. Yeah, my note right there is like Jeffrey Combs is so good. Like so good. (laughs) It's it's like. Yeah, and then so then he's like, "Hey, I brought your cat back to life," and then Dad doesn't believe him, of course, because like. You wouldn't. You'd be right. like, no, he was just sleeping before. You drugged him or something. He's like, okay, well, the cat's dead now, right? We agreed. He picks it up and he drops it, which uh, is just pretty dude, masterfully funny. There's like, a bunch of like what would be throwaway visual gags in this movie that are just like that, that are fucking perfect. I'll highlight other ones once we get to the point. Yeah. But yeah. just him quickly lifting the cat up and dropping it down, it's so funny. Like, <laughs> right. for some reason, it's so funny. Well, in most other movies, they would just keep talking. Like, right. They wouldn't have a little funny beat there. Right. Yeah. And it's it's good to... Like, what I like about this movie a lot is that the humor, it's not uh, it's not like tongue-in-cheek or anything, you know? Or it's not like... It's all just... It's, it's much like Ghostbusters, where it's all just coming from the characters in the situations that they're in. Right. Yeah. It's, and it also, it never gets, like, unlike a lot of, like, modern horror movies that are, like, quote-unquote comedies. Like, it's not deconstruction. It's, like, Scream kind of ushered that in. It's not... Right, that, right, right. Yeah. You know, it's a straightforward... It's a horror movie. Like, it's not outside the genre at all. But it doesn't shy away from, like, how obviously absurd the genre is. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Is this, is this like, the first <clears throat> horror comedy... I don't know. I, I, mean, so. I mean, you've got like Abbott and Costello versus Frankenstein, right. like I that mean, kind of shit. But in terms of like the genre, I, mean, I was thinking a lot about that. And well, when did Evil Dead Two come out? Like the year of like, or the year after? I mean, the year after, because I remember now on the special uh, features on the Evil Dead Two disc, they like kind of make reference to Reanimator. Okay, so I don't know that there was a movie like this before. Well, Evil because Evil Dead isn't particularly funny. No, well, the I first mean, one is very straightforward. I mean, there's yeah. comedy elements like there's, Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, I right, mean, right. To, I yeah. mean, a movie of this style certainly. No, this movie is pretty unique. That's yeah. why, like, me and Jim were talking about it before we got going. Like, it's both in our top five horror. Yeah, 100%. Like, 
It's just one of the best ones. It has a voice that's like completely unique and completely its own. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I, I like Binary Animator a lot too. Which I've only seen a couple times. Yeah, it's I don't it, really like know it. I don't like it as much as this one at all. Right. Like nowhere near. Like this is like my, like my, one of my favorite movies. And the only thing I remember about Binary Animator is that fucking music video that you would make me watch when I was a teenager. <laughs> no, yo oh yeah, Binary Animator, Beyond yeah, Animator. yeah, that was the funniest part. <laughs> That's uh, yeah. So then there's like um, Dean Halsey like overreacts because I guess like Meg told him about it. Uh-huh. Like there, that's kind of the next scene is like Dan's getting like kind of kicked out of school, like yeah. more or less. Or he's um he's being threatened with losing his scholarship. They're like Herbert West is kicked out of school. He's kind of overreacting, and it was part of there's this whole like subplot they kind of cut out of the movie where um uh, John John Kerry like hypnotizes people kind of. Uh, really? Yeah. It's interesting. I'll say this. I'm glad it's not in the movie, but had they left it in, it certainly d- explains why Dean Halsey goes off the rails on them so yeah. hard. Because I did find that interesting. I thought it was just pretty, like, classic antagonism for no reason of, like... Well, and, he, like, he's a super overprotective dad. They do establish it, that. I mean, it works true. without it. But, I mean, it would have quickly established him right. as the true antagonist. When you watch the movie with that in mind, too, there's a lot of stuff where, like, um, John Kerry's like, you don't, you know, think that, do you? And, like, there's a lot of, like, yeah, sort of suggestion yeah, yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And they kind of go with it. And it's, like, still in the movie, even though they kind of cut that sub Okay, because yeah. I was going to bring that... Well, we'll get to that later on when, it's, when it happens toward the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, with no choice left... Um, Herbert somehow convinces... This is a big part of the all of the movie. Well, the first two, because Dan Kane's not in the third one. But, like, Herbert somehow convincing Dan, like, hey, we have to do something really crazy. It's just so fucking funny. And it's not played for humor, but it's basically, like, every time Dan is like, we can't do this thing, this is horrible. And Herbert's like, nah, just do it, it's cool. And then he just does it. He just does it. It happens, yeah. like, seven times. <laughs> right. Yeah, they sneak into the morgue to try it on. They're like, try hey, the let's try it on. Uh-huh. Yeah, let's try this reanimation potion on a dead body. Now they never like, like they don't seem to like think about like, well, what's going to happen when he comes back to life? Like, right? <laughs> what's our what's our end game? What are we going to do with it after how it went with the cat? Right. Right. Yeah. So not a lot. Also, of like I don't think we would really clearly said that. Like Herbert West has a potion. If he injects it into something's brain, exactly right. it comes back to life. This yeah. wonderful ex- prop where it's like this neon yellow, yellow glowing fucking potion, Liquid. which is really cool. Right? Yeah, and he's using it to bring back to life. And he wants to do these experiments. His timing cut short when he was on Zurich. Uh-huh. You know, because he killed to- a guy and tried to bring him back to life. So did he kill Gruber? What do you think? No, I think Gruber just had a heart attack or something. It's like an old man. Because he still had more to learn there. I guess Herbert West did, like, respect the man. He certainly did, because he told the John Kerry character when he met him, like, oh, yeah, you plagiarized a right. bunch of Gruber's work. Right, and yeah. I think he would have been able to just continue with his experiments there with, yeah. like, Gruber true. and stuff. So, so he sne- Dan sneaks Herbert in under, like, he's like, oh, one of these, you know, dead bodies, this black security guard wants to look at it. He's like, yeah, one meatball run over by a semi. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what the guy doesn't want to look. He's like, oh, gross. And so they go in there and they find the biggest dead body they could find. They're like, <laughs> yeah. this the is biggest? this guy. Looks like Kevin Nash from Dude the WCW. Dude was a, working as a fucking stand-in 
for Arnold during Terminator Sick. at that same time. Okay, that's, that's how big this dude that's is. That's fucking And, like, if you, if you go back, like, kids, you uh, you all remember Short Big Big. If you go back to, like, Terminator or Conan, he is huge. Yeah, this he dude wonders. is huge. And then he hangs I mean, they... Dong. <laughs> True. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God. Uh. They do a bit of establishing, like, they're like, oh, this one's, like, too burned or whatever. But then they're like, no, let's find the biggest fucking dude. They want, they, he was, like, a homeless guy. Yeah. He was, like, the most preserved body that they found. Right. He was, like, a homeless guy who was apparently uh, had the strength of ten men. Right, right. Like, if Hercules in New York ended with him dying. <laughs> so, they... So, yeah, they fucking... Um, they're like, oh, let's um, give him a, you know, a little juice. Let's give him a little more. He comes to life and starts freaking out. The physical acting in this movie is also really good. Yeah, like, on point, man. It's like so much good acting, and like a lot of it, it's like this guy's not saying words; he's just like screaming, and like the way he moves. Yeah. You know? Yet you still get an idea of what his thought processes are. Yeah. Because he's like playing it so well. Yeah, and that's part of it. Like Herbert's like, "Hey," and the guy turns around and he's like, "You see, Dan? He rec- he understands." He's all excited. He's like, he's like, he understands you the way like a dog would. Like, right. Yeah. Right. You know. He's and, pissed off about being brought back to life. Yeah, dude. And the Dean comes in all angry, uh-huh. and the zombie fucking grabs him. Starts, well, he smashes the door down on top of him. Yeah, and then, like, jumps you hear up a and down crunching the sound right. when the door falls on top of him. He starts biting his fingers off, too, right. which is nuts. Like, the Dean's fingers. He Super just, tight. He starts biting his fingers off, and he bashes his head against the wall. Yep. Until, like, you get, like, the, a wet spot behind the head. And it's a lot like, of bashing against walls, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Not in a bad way. Not in a bad way. No, not in a bad way. Not a criticism. And so then, uh, uh, and then Herbert takes care of the giant zombie with a bone saw through the God chest. God damn it, dude. Like, so Dan, Dan, awesome. is, Dan is standing there freaking out, being like, stop, stop. And you hear Herbert behind him just being like, Dan, look out. And he, yeah, he just ultimately says, <laughs> it's amazing. It's so good. And he just walks at him, just look this like look of determination. Yep. Bone saw through the guy's chest. Awesome. Great gag. It were, it, were, it looks beautiful. Yeah. The, the dean is laying on the floor. And then Herbert's like, hey, let's bring him back to life. Well, because like, he goes, is he Dan's like, is he dead? And Herbert's like, of course. <laughs> no yeah, much whatsoever. Right. Like, no, doesn't take a second to be like, like, oh my god, yes. Like he just says, yeah. of course. Yeah. I mean that's the thing kind It's of, not like I'm sorry, but yes. <laughs> like this was his future father in law. Yes. <laughs> Of course, you idiot. Let's try another experiment. Well, like going back to like um, the original source, like I read the short story like years. I've read it a couple times. I never read it. By, I uh, started reading it the other night. Lovecraft. Sleep, yeah. Yeah. H.P. Lovecraft. Like like um, H.P. Lovecraft was a big fan, and like he made these characters even bigger fans of like um, Nietzsche. Mm-hmm. So it's like kind of like that Superman, like kind of divorcing your life from emotions and right, stuff, right. Yeah. and like you know. Uh, a lot of people, interestingly, who are big Lovecraft fans, do not like that story because it's um, fun. Like, yeah, right. Yeah. Like, like I love Lovecraft, but like he definitely writes in a way that's like kind of purposefully not accessible. Yeah, for sure. And if you're like the kind of person who finds that really good, like the one where you know they're bringing heads back to life for fun, is yeah. like less so. But um, yeah, so they're like. But, so Herbert's like, let's bring the Dean back. And it's brilliant, once again, like, at this point, there's 
a lot of evidence that if you bring a dead body back with the reagent, it's going to freak out and try to kill you. He's always sure it just wasn't soon enough, which is a recurring theme in the short story as well. He's yeah. like, we need to get to it sooner, you know? Yeah. But Doctor... It's never like, maybe this just shouldn't... Oh, did you get to any of that casual racism in the short story? No, I did it not. like, oh, this dumb Irish and stuff. Oh, like, my God. You know. The best. An N-bomber, too. Yeah, it's... Yeah. H.P. Lovecraft was a man of his time. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, so Meg is sitting there too, like with next to some dude who has no jaw, which I thought was like kind of an interesting thing. Yeah. And then she's like, "I'm gonna go see what's uh, going on yeah, got a with creepy Dad," because she's like, "Dude, don't be mean to my boyfriend," you know. And then <laughs> he goes, "He was down there," you know, whatever. But um, so yeah, she walks in and her dad freaking out. She's attacking because they've given him the um, the reagent. Yeah, the reagent. he's back to life and. <laughs> And Doctor Dan gives no Doctor Dan gives no resistance to it. He's just like, yeah, I know you're right. We got yeah. time. <laughs> it's so funny. Well, some of it's too is he's like he's dead. Maybe no. we can bring him back to life. Like he does make a little bit it's of true. like an argument. It's he's true. like, let's you know take care like, of this. Maybe this will save your ass because we just killed your father. <laughs> yeah. Well, this other guy did, and then yeah. So then Meg comes in. She starts freaking out. The security guard comes in, and he's like, I'm calling the police. <laughs> Which is great, because if you ever, like, if some shit ever goes down and there's a security guard there, that's what they do. They're like, well, I'll call the real police. It's another great Jeffrey Combs moment, too, because he just instantly sells the idea that Dean Halsey just went crazy for some reason and came in here and started cutting up dead yeah. bodies and tried to kill us, and, like, instantly everybody buys it. Well, it's also like, what, 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 are, you, what are you going to believe? That, he, like, the guy yeah, came back right. to life and right. went nuts? Like, right. You know, so um, it's also you, you get a bit more, bit of the um, homoerotic overtones with like Herbert West and Dan. Like he kind of like cuddles him, like he's on the oh, and he gives that atomic. fucking sweet move. Yeah, he's like kind of cradling him on the ground, and then he's like, "It's okay," and he shows him the recorder, the the dictaphone that's been recording the whole time, and he has this amazing like twist move in his hand with it and puts it in his pocket. Yeah, yeah and, and it, throughout the, the first two movies, like, that's another, like, reoccurring thing, too, well, is Herbert West being mad that Dan has a girlfriend. Yeah, well, because it's that whole thing, we, they were talking about it in the making of, too, Frankenstein's a story of, like, creating life without women. You know? Yeah. Huh, yeah. So, the, I mean, these are two men working on recreating life it's like my two dads. This is me, Nicole Bradford. Cute, huh? This is my dad. And this is my dad. How'd I get two dads? They inherited me. Congratulations. It's a girl. At the <laughs> at the expense of Dan's relationship with Meg. Right. You know? No, yeah, that's yeah. interesting. That's... Which is really interesting. Yeah. Because she because she can't understand why they're doing this, you know? Because yeah. it's an atrocity and everything. Yeah. Right. Crime against nature. They're yeah. planning on getting married and everything, you know. And yeah, the Bible's pretty clear on necromancy. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's like, not. don't do it. <laughs> yeah, she's not wrong. Right. She's no, not, wrong. not wrong. Definitely so, not wrong. yeah, then we find out the Dean's in the booby hat. She's got a straight jacket on. And, like, let me just say, too, again, I gush about the acting in this movie. The Dean, like, he goes from a guy who's, like, he looks like he's rub- running for, like, if you're, like, oh, he's the Republican state senator from downstate exactly. Illinois. I'm like, oh, yeah, of course. And he looks like a madman. This guy essentially plays two completely different characters. So different. Yeah, man. He looks like a He sells it. He completely sells it. Like, there is a bit of makeup difference, but it's like he looks like a completely different person. His facial expressions Based on his actions and uh facial expressions. God, he starts, like, bashing his head into the one-way mirror. He's, like, really fucking First of all, he does that clearly to thwart 
John Kerry's rape attempts of his daughter. No doubt, no doubt. he's like <laughs> creeping on her hard, and then he starts like, like slamming his head into the window. Yeah, he tries to, right there, he's like pretty clearly like there, he's trying to hypnotize her. Yeah. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Not to mention, um, so what is the point of a padded room if one of those like walls is made of glass? <laughs> Well, and also... <laughs> kind of defeats the purpose. Like, when you walk through the door, and the door says it's the office of Dr. Hill, he has a padded room with in a one-way mirror office. in his office. In his office. Like, that right there, what this guy's building. What does it tell you about a fucking creep he what, is? Like, yeah, I mean, like, they kind of talk about it in the, in the making of, so I don't want to, like, seem like a plagiarism, but, like, the beginning of the movie, it's like, Herbert West is kind of the bad guy. It's like, around here, you're starting to figure out, no... It's this other guy. You know, I was going to say, like, later on, th- it was the biggest thing that hit me on watching it today for the first time in a while was, like, hero, like Herbert West is the hero of this movie. You yeah. know, like, in every regard. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, like, a hero because Dr. Hill is the antagonist, and then once it happens later, he's the obvious antagonist. Herbert West does a lot of really fucked up shit. And a lot of crimes against nature and, like, right, is, yeah. is not the most agreeable guy. But it's not for his own glory. It's not. And every move that he makes, almost, is heroic. I found it really fucking interesting. It yeah. is interesting because it's, for him, it's all about the pursuit of science. Yep. And, like, the John Kerry character, I, I can never remember his name, I just, I'm always going to call him John Kerry. <laughs> Dr. Hill. Dr. Hill, it's all about his own, like, personal, like, fame and, uh-huh. like, notoriety, you know? And he's a thief. He's a known plagiarizer from the yeah. fucking yeah. Gruber days. He's closed-minded. Uh-huh. And he's fucking gross. And it turns out he's a hypnotist. Yeah. Which I guess we can't really speak to for this film, but it, it, knowing that about his character just right. adds that. Once we get to it, though, there's still kind of evidence of that yeah. that I was really kind of stuck on. Right. There, right. That, well, that's one thing that's kind of not explained. Well, you yet. mentioned it before uh, we came on the air, like, you watched it today with someone who had never seen the movie. Which was so good. Basically, my roommate, Michael, has been dating this really sweet girl from Mexico. I guess she lives with us now, pretty much. <laughs> I, I, and that's cool, and that's cool. But she's, like, she's from Mexico, and there's a bit of a language barrier, but not really. She's, like, she speaks pretty good English. She's a circus performer. She's just a real sweetheart, and we all really like her. And I, she was at the house, and I was about to watch Reanimator. She came out, and she's like, can I, you know, watch? And I'm, I speak fucking excellent broken English, given my uh, <laughs> years as a telemarketer. Yeah. And working in kitchens or whatever and being racist. And, um, like, I was like, okay, yeah, you can watch, but this is very... I'm like, graphic, you know, like, if there's a lot, I'm like, are you into that kind of thing? And she's like, no, but she's obviously just bored and hanging out and I'm the only one home. Yeah. And it was so interesting watching it with someone who was completely new to it because I found that all of the beats hit with her. Like she laughed in all the right places. She cringed at all the right places, threw her arms up in all the right places. I'll like give some examples later. Yeah. But like it, it... and I realized, well, I, I know this, but I kind of spoke on why I love shit like this so much. Because, like, we watched the teaser where the guy's eyes pop out. And she's kind of looking at me, you know, like, what the yeah. fuck is Oh, it? she watched the whole movie. She watched the yeah. whole thing with me. <laughs> she's like, what the fuck, you know? And I'm like, this kind of thing, though, I'm like, it was better before because all of these things, it's like makeup effects. And mm-hmm. she's like a circus performer. She, she no does clowning. There's no CG. There's no, yeah. Exactly. And she does, she likes that kind of stuff. And I'm like the 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 like skill, like the mastery of skill to create visual gags like that in the camera, which this movie has in spades. It's right. still some like because some of the shit that happens is very goofy, but it's presented in a more realistic way where it still like plays like it could really be happening. Yeah, I yeah. think you know. No, I agree. 
Um, and so once I was like, no, the mastery of like the art, she was like, okay, and she was able to get into it a little bit more. Yeah. What was the point on that? Um, I was just asking about it. <laughs> yeah, fucking. Going back to it, so then uh, John Kerry figures out that Dean Halsey's dead. So he goes over to Herbert Westhouse. He's like, "So you brought him back to life?" Yeah. Uh-huh. And he's like, "How'd you do it?" And so Herbert West shows him. He like again a little bit of the hypnotism thing, or maybe Herbert West is playing along. Right. He's playing along. Yeah. Yeah. And he's Herbert like, West can't be hypnotized. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. His mind is much too <laughs> yeah. powerful. Yeah. And so Homeboy's looking at a microscope. And Herbert cocks him over the head with a shovel and then cuts his head off. It's Herbert, so good. Herbert West does not believe in half measures. No. <laughs> he immediately fucking murders the shit out of this dude. Yep, murks him. But then he also was like, waste not, want not. He's yeah, like, I gotta and he's like, hey, I've never tried reanimating parts before. So he reanimates the head and reanimates the body separately. It's, it's so good. It's so good. Because this guy, it's like, at this point, you're a scientist. You have empirical evidence that when you bring something back to life, it's going to go crazy and try to kill you. And this, this is guy, a guy who has beef with you. No doubt. No doubt. But he's <laughs> this just guy murdered. Actually, he doesn't really go crazy, though. No, he does not. So interesting. Yeah, also a, a great gag here, too, is... He puts the head in, like, a little medical tray, and it keeps falling over. That's one of those... So he takes one of those, like, things where you put a pile of letters on, like a, a spike, and he puts the head on that. Because he's a, annoyed that the head won't sit up. It's one yeah. of my favorite moments in it. In that moment, it's the girl, so Diana, who I was watching it with, was laughing her fucking ass off. Yeah. And it takes a special kind of movie yeah. where a guy is trying to arrange a severed head, and you're laughing really, <laughs> really hard. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Yeah. And then... Uh, so good. And then... Uh, yeah, John Kerry says, You? And I love his line delivery the whole time he's a severed head. Definitely. He manages to, like, gurgle. Yeah, time, it's like. so good. He does talk a lot like... Secretary of State John Kerry too. He's kind of a similar cadence to his voice. Like kind of like this, this dude looks just like John Kerry. Right. Yeah. And I would say that like the severed head and all that stuff is probably back in the day the most famous part about the movie. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You, like you get that scene in American Beauty. Right. No, he's talking no, it's about actually funny. I was looking that, yeah. uh, it's on Urban Dictionary. It's like, can I borrow your copy of Reanimator? It's a euphemism for, can I buy pot from you? Yeah. Oh, that's tight. Yeah, that's I've tight. seen that. That's, that's, that's a, Yeah. That's yeah. Um, and it's really good. I, I and, and yeah, he brings Dr. Hill back to life. And it's not a crazy murderous zombie. He still has cognitive abilities. Yeah. I have a theory about that. Okay. I think, because you, I, there's a lot of reasons why. Mostly it's just because it works better for the story. But it seems to me that, like, when he injects the reagent directly into just a head, that there's less space for the reagent to be distributed through. So I think with that same dosage of reagent just being in the guy's head, it gives him more of a cognitive ability. Right. Because it's not being, like, distributed to... It doesn't have to work to, like, power the body. And reanimate all the other parts of it. Yeah. That kind of thing. That's that's what happens when you think about movies you love too much. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, so, that's I mean that's probably the the most logical theory about what right. happens though. Well, it, I mean it's also Herbert's been refining this this whole time. This is only Which like is true. one of the other one of the few times he's tried to do it on a human being. Which is true. And uh, 
So then the body gets up behind West while he's talking to the head after he says, you bastard. Yeah. And the head knocks him unconscious. Pretty. Another head getting, you know. Another head getting knocked. One of the weaker ones, I feel like. I feel like Combs could have sold that a little bit better. But it's if, if there's yeah. any criticism of the movie, yeah, I just we, have to we make cut one to, up. Like, so Dan kind of reunites with Meg and she's like, not too happy. Oh, wait. Or, well, you know, on the count of her dad being dead and. Yeah, and being was, definitely involved. Yeah. Oh, no, no, I think the scene together. that point no, is, right. is Meg with Dr. Hill and Dr. Hill trying to get him to... No, because he's just... He already did that already. Yeah. That was when she he was She went to visit him out. in the... Yeah, um, when he was creeping They found her. that... Because uh, she went to visit him in the little padded room and they found that he'd been lobotomized. Right. Yeah, and that's when also... And Dan finds like the creepo file. There's a... There's a oh, that's got like hair. Like, pictures of like her feet and, and stuff. And like traces yeah. of her hair and skin particles and yeah, stuff. Yeah, old napkins and stuff. Yeah, yeah, later, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like sanitary napkins? Is that what they are? No. Maybe. Come on, man. I mean, I don't Probably know what other... I don't know what other napkins a woman would use. What, like, <laughs> food napkin? I, Do you think he was collecting food napkins? I think not. <laughs> sanitary napkins. He's like... What if yes. she ate something really sexy like oysters, you know? Sanitary napkins. <laughs> like, also, I love that. Like, that's where his like perviness takes him, like into a Manila file folder. You know, like yeah, this. right, right. <laughs> Even when he's trying to be a sexual yeah. deviant, he's still a fucking dork. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Also, Dean uh, Halsey, great pit stains in that scene. You don't see a lot of pit yeah. stains in movies. Oh my god, they were like orange. Yeah, <laughs> good, good pit stains. Oh man, and some of the times when blood is coming out of his mouth, it's like this syrupy, fucking like yeah. chunky stuff. Yeah, that's another thing. All these reanimated people, a bunch of like red mush comes out of their There's mouth. There's a lot of things wrong with the reanimated people, namely that they're dead. Namely. <laughs> well, yeah. But well, the way the performances and the makeup of them, they're really interesting takes on zombies. Because they they're really essentially are. zombies. Yeah. You know right. But yeah, like. But yeah. you forget that because it's like the details are so interesting and different. You Definitely. know, you don't right. feel like, oh, it's a, I'm watching a zombie movie, yeah. you know? Mm hmm. And then uh, Dan comes home and he asks Herbert, he's like, you know, about uh, Dr. Well, Hill. And he's like, he's like, he's dead? And he's like, well, not anymore. Not anymore. Because, well, because he comes home and Herbert had just become conscious and Dr. All West had stolen all of his shit. Yeah. So he was like freaking the fuck out. And Dan comes in and he's like, what the fuck happened and all this stuff? Yeah, and, and, and he then, says I had to kill him. Yeah, he's like, had, which no, is he not didn't. true. <laughs> he could have done a lot of. He things. had a lot of yeah, a lot of options. <laughs> a lot of options. Yeah. And, he, and he, he lies to Andy. He's like, he wanted to get rid of you. Like right. he wanted to kill you. And right. He's like not true. Oh, he does. Yeah. yeah. And, so and, shitty. And Dan's like, yeah, he he's so the, manipulated by Herbert West. Dude, I'm movie. telling you, Dan is like one of the preeminent medical students in his field. He's a very intelligent he's guy. He's got a very hot girlfriend. Yeah. It takes Herbert West saying three sentences to him, and Dan's just like, yeah, you're right. My life, his life is ruined. He had. Well, he's definitely more impressionable. You know? Yeah. It's like. And, oh, poor Dan. Oh, and poor he tells God. he tells West about the creepo file, and he again just. Bust up. Yes, laughing. yes, he does. He's like, yes, he does. Oh my god. Oh, that's right. Uh-huh. Yeah. So then we cut to um, the body with the head at do- back at Dr. Hill's office. He puts oh, the head it's in a the- great fucking visual so gag. Earlier in the movie, um, we're, when we were in Hill's office, he has this model of a head. Yeah. Like a medical, can, a medical like one a that you can one. pull yeah. apart. He's a brain surgeon, so it's like, imagine, you know. You go through it to like look at parts of the head. Yeah, and so, like the vagina in Forty um, Year Old Virgin. Yeah, right. Like the plastic like puzzle mm. pieces. Yeah. So he puts the head in the pan, and then he goes and gets a bunch of blood out of the fridge. It's so fucking. And cool. he dumps it in the pan. He's like, "Oh, this is good." Like 
the kind the way you'd react if you're getting into a hot tub. Like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Wait, and that is because he's in his office, and this would make because th- this scene confused me this time around, but it would make sense if Hill had this hypnotist thing because he's looking at. The dean, who's now the zombie fucked up guy in the padded room, yeah. through the one way mirror. Oh, he tells him to do shit for him. Right, yeah. and then all of a sudden it turns to a two way mirror, and you get this awesome like shadow image of him holding his head yeah. like in his torso. Well, yeah, and, yeah. and the other part, I mean, he did lobotomize him, right. which I still don't understand why that would create a psychic link. It doesn't. Right, it does. It's the hypnotism. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Well, and it's also just he gets rid of because they had to do with um, the location of like they even talked about a little bit earlier too that it has to do with. The location of will in the brain and stuff right. is part of his specialty. Part of his preeminent study. He burns of course. Of course. Because <laughs> he's a fucking creep. Yep. He burns that away, and so that all they can do is like kind of listen to him or whatever. It's mm-hmm. kind of the other way about it, you know, or kind of... Um, Which I never even caught or questioned until this time around when I was watching it, like trying to be more astute about it. Yeah. And it's it's a little... But if this whole hypnotism thing was before, it makes more sense, etc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, it's also it's the movies, you know, just so great. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, like their their thinking was that if they had like two fantastic components of this movie, you have the reanimation of dead tissue and the hypnotism mm-hmm. subplot, it would be a little harder for audiences to swallow. Which is it's not. Also, it's like it's wrong. like why they cut out the the giant space octopus in Watchmen, like from the book to the movie. Right. It's like you know, it's just really too much. Like there's already enough shit going. Yeah. On. Well, it's funny. Like that was one of the things that the girl who I was watching with Diana got hung up on. She's like, "Why do they listen to him? Like, why? Yeah. This, why this power?" And I kind of had to be like, "I don't really know." And I'm I probably gonna bring that up in the show. Played better. At the time than it does now. You know, well, also, just, like, you know, the explanation I gave her was like, when you love a horror movie, sometimes you just you just let some things go. <laughs> well, and the other thing too is the movie's an hour and a half. Like, if you add another five ten minutes, like it doesn't necessarily make the movie better. That's exactly right. It's like you know, it's like the talking head say. Say something once, why say it again? Yeah, <laughs> word. You know, it's like <laughs> this episode sponsored by the talking head. <laughs> <laughs> and. uh it's also when he puts the blood in the pen, you've got the whole visual game, because it's like the head can't, the body can't see, so the head's controlling it psychically, yep. and so it's stumbling around the room. Very it's like a Yeah, it's like a three students. Because, oh, thing. and I don't know if we got this far yet, but um, the whole reason I brought up that model head Oh, was... we're about to. Okay, sorry, yeah. go ahead. So then the, uh, the body, he, like, uh, Dr. Hill's like, I'm going to go back to the morgue and make more of these with Herbert West reagent. Mm-hmm. And so he's sneaking out of the hall with... The fake head perched on his torso with his real head in the in bag. In a bag. With the eyes and, cut out. Yeah. yeah. So good. And, the, and, 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 he a, has, and he has like a, a medical mask over the yeah, fake head's and mouth. Right. And, and so half the head is it. like, okay, like half this medical head is like has fake skin on it. The other half doesn't. So he's walking down the hall sideways. <laughs> so the guy will only <laughs> well, see... See him in profile, right? Yeah. This fake head in profile, and he has to respond to the security guard and from the bag, right? Well, it's so because the guy's sitting there with his, reading like, his boudoir magazine, yeah. And uh, that's actually the part two where the security's like, "I'm gonna," the security guard's like, "I'm gonna go jerk off." Well, he says, "I'm gonna go take a break." It's very applied. He's gonna go jack He's, off. <laughs> that's how security guards take breaks. They masturbate. That's what and they it's do. so good because he does. He barely even looks up for his magazine. He's like, "Doctor Hill, is that you?" And from the bag, he's like, "Yours looks wrong." And that's good enough for that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah like it, the fake ear falls off the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like keep moving. Yeah. Uh, so that that's what that's actually right here is when Meg and Dan get back together. Like she's like, you know, they have 
comes pretty quickly, you know, but like they love each other. Mm-hmm. You know. They have a very sweet relationship. Mm-hmm. Then uh, the dad shows up and knocks Dan unconscious again. Another head against the wall. Another, yeah, we right. get knocked unconscious a lot. In this movie. yeah, and uh, yeah. So then, um, then she is taken. No, because her and Dan hadn't made up at that point. No, th- this is when it happens. Like they, he yeah. goes to see. Her. Oh, they knocked Dan out. Oh, right. Yeah. So yeah. So then she she's is taken like, by her so hard, by her lobotomized zombie dad. Exactly yeah. right. To um. Yeah, he ran Doctor Hill for his. Yeah. He, so he's the eye guard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He uh, lays her down on this table. Still unconscious. And is yeah, she's in her pajamas next to this severed head and a, yeah, uh, a handful of blood. <laughs> yeah. Of the man who's like creepily obsessed with her. And, and then his his headless body, his torso and legs. Well, he and stuff. still he still has the fake head on. He has the fake head on. I know that's it. It's very. Key. It's, it's very. And they, well, they t- he, the body starts groping. Like he rips her clothes off. Uh-huh. He start, the body starts groping her tits. Uh-huh. She wakes up and he didn't. It's a body. It's not a human man. He did a bad job of tying her one arm down. She has one arm free, and she knocks the fucking fake head off. Which yeah. again, it one of those screaming. like throwaway gags that ends up playing really funny it's in so the middle funny. of something horrific. It's so hor. It's such a horrible, creepy scene, and at it's th- such a funny moment in it that at, she knocks that head off. At this point, I looked over to Diana, who I was watching this movie with, and she had the perfect look on her face of horror. <laughs> And I was yeah. like, it, it's, I'm, I'm just like, it's very bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's about to get very bad. <laughs> because then he lets her know that. Hey, oh. admired your beauty, oh. my dear. Oh. It's so good. In his awesome gurgling John Kerry oh. voice. Yeah. And so then the, that, that, um, the body picks up the, the severed head. And puts it to suck on her titty for a little bit. Which, which is the, does. so... It's and then starts... Blood on her again, once again, special shout out Barbara Crampton. She's... I, what she a fucking trooper. owns it, dude. She She's owns it. She's a trooper, it. dude. Yeah. All and I can think, like... When we get to the segments, we'll also talk hell? about how hot she is. Yeah. yeah. She's <laughs> a babe in a Definitely. Definitely. But, um... And then she's, he starts moving the head south to... For one, because also, like, her hand's up there, so he's trying to get away from that because she's pushing him. He's also like, I'm gonna eat her pussy. Get out with LPP! <laughs> and then. Because what do you do if you're you a headless do? body? What do you do? And you yeah. have your, um, the woman you're sexually obsessed with. Oh, and it's just so bad because he's like, dra- he's, he's draining blood he, from his neck blood, and his mouth. And, and he's, he's got his, blood trails on her body. He's coming like, at her vagina with his tongue out uh, already. Yeah, so this is, is the scene so they talk about in American Beauty. Did you ever see that movie where the body is walking around carrying its own head and then the head goes down on that bay. <laughs> <laughs> Reanimator. Bro. It's like the, the movie where like, the severed so head, uh, Like legendary. Like that was back in the day what I assume. It was all about the head man. Even the tagline for the movie was like Herbert West has a great head on his shoulders and an even better one in a pan on his desk. Yeah. Like I don't think anybody had ever fucking seen anything this That's the over thing the is, top. You forget, it's so nuts. I mean this movie is still even by today's standards sitting through I was like this is like out there, like, the, the sh- full frontal nudity, the the gore is disgusting. Yeah, like this movie is straight up gross. But also, but like, and okay, also just but like, all, the yeah. ideas in it, it's like there's. I mean, to think about it, like twenty or thirty years ago when this came right. out, like you wouldn't see something like that in a movie. But also, like I'd that. say too, like the 
Like, I don't think the humor really undercuts the horror in the I movie. don't either. No. But I will say that lighthearted tone is why this scene is not, like, it's gross. It's fine, but it doesn't give you fucking nightmares. It right. would be, it, like, like it movie, would be, like, too much in a movie if it like, wasn't funny. Like, a movie with, like, a hostile or, like, a saw kind of feel to it, it would be way... It, it would have been gratuitous. It would be way too different. Gratuitous. It would be yeah. too dark. It would be, like... It would feel right. sexist. It would feel like right. Uncool. Whereas in this movie, it's just like it's played for laughs. It's, yeah. it's not too. just laughs though. It's like yeah. terrifying, but it's like it's like, but it's it's an, it's an absurdity that doesn't disturb you to your core. Yeah, it's, it's the absurdity. It also doesn't insult your intelligence. Exactly. Right. right. That's awesome. You know. Yeah. 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 Like it's like they're in on the joke with you. They get that the audience is smart enough to get why this is funny and absurd. Like right? you said, like absurd, but yeah, like but not tongue in cheek. You know. Yeah. It's like, yeah. They're in on no. They, this is definitely a severed head eating out a girl. Yeah. Like, there's no... <laughs> yeah, no, no about shit it. about it. You know yeah. what I'm <laughs> But just because of the directing and the acting and, and the overall, like, tone that they went for, it just, it plays like it could never play in any other movie. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That, yeah. yeah. That's a tough tone to, like, read. Yeah, so yeah. then Herbert West comes in, and he's like, and then I see you converting, you know, I give you the miracle of life, and you're yep. converting with the bubble-headed co-ed. <laughs> Again, Herbert West, like, not, like... Get away from that girl! He's like, how do you call yourself a scientist? You know, right, how right. dare you? Yeah, and then he's got the line in there too, where like, uh, like he's like, this is my creation. He's like, who's gonna believe a talking head? Yeah, right. So deadpan. And that so was good. actually because uh, I made note of like, pay more attention. I made note of the poster. That's when I made the connection because he specifically yeah. says talking head, which is pretty slick. And then it Would gives. Would you say way... he's a psycho killer? <laughs> well, he, certainly by the end of this, he's he burning kills, down he the house. <laughs> Edit that shit out. <laughs> Talking no, head puns do not play. Do not I will not edit that out. You know, she was sitting on that table, and she was. <laughs> You know, you know they got like, to the morgue and they were like, this must be the place. <laughs> he was looking at her and he's like, this is not my beautiful wife. <laughs> <laughs> this he is, is a, fucking stupid. When he takes her to the river. <laughs> <laughs> and there's the part where Herbert West puts the big suit on. <laughs> <laughs> damn it, you okay, damn it. And no. then I'll just walk away on the road to nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Hills in the big suit would actually be fucking hilarious. Yeah. That'd be pretty tight. That'd be pretty tight. Yeah. So, dude, we just got like seven new suit. listeners who are huge talking head fans. They're like all telling each other, like, dude, this episode, they fucking slay it. So, so that, that's also in like, so in Herbert, in like the Dr. Hills, like, oh, Herbert, glad you could show up. He's like, why? I'm like, here to kick your ass. He's like, no. Right. I didn't have to go get you to kill you. And then it turns out all the corpses that are in the room are actually alive. And they start popping out of the bags. So that yeah, they all jump up all naked. And all that naked. Ha- and that had to do with the uh, hypnotism subplot. He could control the zombies, which I think you were getting at. And earlier. that's when I was right. watching it with yeah. Deanna, who was completely removed from like this genre fandom level that we're at. She was like very confused. Like, yeah. why are all these zombies listening to him now? And it didn't and honestly, I, I never even caught, because he does explain it at one point. He's like, I found this new, my fucking laser drill. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like let's he, make, yeah. he explains it, burn which I never really caught. Uh, yeah, burn yeah. away their free will. But it, and then, but it plays so good that, like, I never thought, I never had the thought. it's naked zombies, you're too distracted exactly to think about it. Like, until I was watching this movie on, like, a studying it level for tonight, I never thought why he could control them. It was just like, right. okay, that's what well, he's doing. Well, the other thing, too, like, also, like, when all these corpses popped up, like, needs to be said to like this movie is like creepy like I, yes, yeah is. well like with zo- like if you watch a zombie movie 
you know, you'll occasionally have like a naked zombie, you know, like yeah. in most in a lot of zombie movies. But like all these are dead bodies in a morgue, dude. Dead like, naked bodies with like deformities and like injuries uh-huh. yeah. coming after you, and like and like, the fact that they're, the not, they're like, moving around. another naked fat girl, actually, yeah, yeah. and they're not <laughs> walking creepy. around like you know a shopping mall or like you know rural Georgia, like they're in The Walking Dead. It's like this is a morgue. This is where you expect to see dead bodies. Yeah, it's you know? creepy. So it's like kind of creepier and it has. Way. Well, and it also adds this fear of death and like being sick and being in hospitals right. element to yeah. it that makes right. it like. Like the idea of like the sterile tables and the instruments yeah, and man. stuff. It's a closed and, room it, the whole yeah, time. It's when you scary. Kinda, when you get reminded that we're made out of meat. Like, yeah. Yeah. Because right, right. they got I mean? a lot of their props um, and uh, uh, materials for special effects from uh, like butchers and stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. So they, the special effects guys were saying too. They went through a lot of like autopsy like photos and stuff yeah. to like do this. It was like. Dean Halsey, like, like Meg starts screaming because the mines are attacking her boyfriend. Well, b- before that, though, there's a good three, four minutes of just absolute carnage. Like, yeah. these zombies trying to kill everybody there. And it's, like, awesome fighting, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah, then, yeah. Yeah, then the Dean starts to come around. Them. Yeah, and he hears his daughter screaming. So well, and the security guard walks up at well, some he, point. Well, that's so good. He, Hul- well, no, oh, what sorry. happens, it's right here, I was getting to it, is the Halsey attacks the torso, and they both go tumbling in the hallway, and so you see this headless corpse <laughs> yeah, that's right. bumbling <laughs> around the hallway. That's right. And then the security guard's like, holy shit! He's walking up like up chill as fuck with like a load in his hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and then he's like, what the fuck? Yeah, and he just books. Yeah. Yeah. And then Dean Hall's like Dean Halsey grabs the head and just crushes it oh, in his it's hand. So it's good. so fucking good it's looking. Really he's, good. Yeah, something Something well, no, is his, like awakened in him. It was like, Barb, or it was Meg. It was Meg. She was pleading with him. She was him. like, "Yeah, like look at me, like it's Meg. your daughter." Yeah, right. And so then he, uh, yeah, he crushes the head. So love Trump science. Love Trump science. Uh, love conquers all, Jim. All right, that's what's up. Yeah. And then Herbert's like, "I've had a theory about this," and he takes Overdose! two little syringes <laughs> of the reagent. Awesome. And he re- injects the body. And also, what is his theory? What is this like, overdose going to do? Well, <laughs> and it's going to kill him, and he wants to see what's going to happen. Then apparently, it reanimates every he, piece he, of the dead body. He, so, uh, he doesn't really think about consequences. Like that's already it's been so good. Because at this point, for whatever reason, one of the zombie morgue bodies has started going into an electrical box on the wall and is pulling out a bunch of wires. For no, some no. Reason. What it is is when they when uh, Dean Halsey crushes the head. They all just start screaming. Oh, and freaking out. You're right. And freaking out. They just start knocking shit over. Oh, because that was their, like, leader. Right. Right. And so, like, the place is is on fire. There's carnage fucking everywhere. And Herbert West will not leave. He has to stand there and watch what happens when he overdoses this And then the intestines come out and they start strangling him. And I'm telling you, like, at this point, like, when we first watched this, when I was, like, 15, I had never... It was, like, I was... It was shocking. I had never seen this level... Of gore at that point, yeah, and like the intestine coming out and wrapping itself around Herbert's body like a snake, I had, it was it was terrifying. To me. <laughs> you know, at this point, yeah. the movie's obviously goofy. There's been a lot of laughs, and when this happens, it looks so real that I was shocked. I was completely shocked. Right, like, that's because well, it's, cow- it's cow intestines. Yeah, yeah, so it's like it's. I mean, they're bigger than well, human intestines, and then it looks so, real. Yeah, and then Herbert, and like, plus the fucking body that the. Intestines are shooting out of is like has other bloodshed bubbling out of it, and like its ribs are breaking and yeah. stuff. God, it's and so it good. starts pulling Herbert West in, and Herbert throws his bag to Dan. Dan, he's like, "Get, take my work, dude." And it's and like, get the fuck out. It's of like here. once again, 
Dan, who has seen the consequences of these things, who knows what's right. Herbert goes, do this thing. And Dan goes, yeah, you're right. I should drop that bag. <laughs> it's fucking so good, dude. Yeah, well, I mean, like, yeah. Because, I mean, but also, like, as Dan brought up, like, earlier in the movie, we kind of, you know, skip past this part. But, like, uh, it's, uh, he's like, Herbert, why don't we just go public with your findings and we can get, like, millions of dollars. We can start doing this stuff in labs and right. we can actually, like... And everybody's like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. Like, I can't remember what his reasoning is. But well, and, but it's like Dan has seen the stuff work, and he is a man of science. So he's like, this is a thing that brings dead bodies back. Like, I have to... Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's a discovery of, you know, the century. Right. Also, be pointed, it's like heavily implied that Herbert West dies here. Heavily implied. Yeah, yeah and it seems he like dies it. in the other two reanimator movies, That's too. Right Spoilers, yeah. guys. Like, <laughs> like, just comes back, no explanation, and no one cares. Yeah. Right. Yeah, stop explaining things, guys. Yeah. Stop explaining um, Yes, yes, I yes. hate when things are explained. No doubt. The worst. No, no doubt. I mean, you know, some explanation's okay, but like, yeah. But the, the expectation of an explanation. The expectation. Like, will it be awesome if now? Herbert West just comes back? Yes. Will it be awesome if he dies again? Yes. That's all you need right. to know. Like, yeah. it's like in, uh, like in uh, Return of Living Dead 2, it's the same two guys from the first one. Right. right there. They're different people. It's just like, oh yeah, people liked them, so they're back. So they're back. Yeah. Yep. Army of Darkness doesn't line up perfectly with Evil Dead 2. It's just like, who cares? Who cares? Yeah. Like, some like sugar who baby. cares is something that the genre audience of today has completely forgotten about. Yes. Right. Completely so forgotten true. about, dude. Because it's like, because like, producers are so mm-hmm. worried about like internet message boards and like nerds being like, his shirt with a different color. You see, I, I yeah. would say it's not even the fans. I think it's other people think that. Like, no, oh, I think it's. I don't think it's I think the it's fans. A combination, yeah. I think it's the nitpicky fans and people getting bullied by them, like the right. creators of movies. It's like no one cares, dude. It's I know. Like, no, no one cares. Is it awesome? Yeah. Then yeah. go with then it. Go with right. it. Right. Like, like if the producers of Game of Thrones are listening, like if Ash shows up, <laughs> Ash needs to show up and starts killing deadites. Like I, I don't need an explanation. No, all. That will do and make it better. That's yeah, like, and I I'm telling lose you, lose my shit. I would lose my fucking shit if the zombies are there, our heroes are in peril. Yeah, and it's then winter comes, father. You hear a chainsaw rev, and you're like, "What the fuck?" And then here's Ash. <laughs> and I can only assume that both Bruce Campbell and the producers of Game of Thrones are avid Graveyard Smash listeners. Okay. And so, you guys out there, we are telling you, just put a Ash. blueprint for <laughs> right. ratings gold. We're just throwing it out there. We're just throwing it out there. But that was like, but I'm telling you, like, the, the loss of who cares in fandom, that's like kind of what I was explaining to Diana when she was like, why do the zombies listen to him? It's like, sometimes you just have to let it go. Sometimes there is no right. reason. You, you know, know it's I mean? like, it's not even like so much a pothole. It's just like, let's just move on. Like, let's yeah. just move on. There's some more like, awesome shit. That, it's a thing I get into. I've gotten into a thing of bed on some of these, but it's like, it's so much better if a movie moves faster right. than if they spend five minutes talking about shit. Yeah. yeah, and this is like a clean fucking like 87 or 82 minutes. Like, yeah. it's a clean fucking movie. Yeah. yeah. It just moves right along. Mm-hmm. Uh, around this time, the Dean gets ripped apart by all the other zombies. Dean Which Hall's is tight. Like, yeah. Oh my god, yeah, and that beautiful silhouette where literally he gets ripped. Ripped. Yes. Yes. It's great. It's great. And so Dan's running in the hallway with Meg, and... Uh, Bert, he goes in the elevator and this dude is bur- well one dude who's got a big gaping wound in his head like attacks him he the just, shotgun victim that they foreshadowed earlier yeah. Yeah. And he just sticks his hand in his head and kills him by yep. like, yeah. poking him in the brain yep. and then the, there's a ch- uh, a burnt up dude he starts choking Meg and he can't get him off so Dan grabs an axe cuts his arms off and, and it's another uh, one of those beautiful throwaway visual gags that like 
would be throwaway in a movie not like this because like the arm is still choking Meg yeah and he has like this little struggle to like get it off of her and then he just throws it down and it plays as very funny and the arm that's okay so the guy who played that burn victim was an amputee so the arm was fake so he could Uh, rip it off and then the scene uh, with the arm on the floor of the elevator was a guy with his you know they just I mean practical effects you so have to get easy. creative. They look great. You know? I mean, there's even a few moments where when Dr. Hill is being carried, when his severed head is being carried by his torso, there are some times where the shot is just a, a, a fucking one shot of his head above the neck. Yeah. And they didn't need any fucking thing for that. No. Right. But they got a hand holding his hair, and it just plays. Yeah, like, they, they mostly, I mean? like, well, they do he a was good being job carried too, like, around, they showed him from the back of the head. So right. You know, or when he's things. going to eat her pussy, they do a good job of, it's his head. Right, and with a hand on it, but the way they move it, it's like a hand is carrying right. it. It's yeah. like that's acting, dude. Another one of those brilliant. <laughs> Thank you. Another one of those, like, because I was really into those quick visual gags of this movie. Yeah. Another yeah. one of those is when uh, the dean picks up the severed head to start to crush it. He just gives it two headbutts real quick for yeah. some reason, yeah. and it's like very, very funny. There's no reason for him to headbutt the thing, but it's like in this moment of abject. Horror! Yeah, he fucking headbutts this thing twice, and you yeah. laugh. You know? Yeah. So, uh, so Dan cuts the dude's arms off, and Meg is choked out. So they, he takes her upstairs. He's like covered in blood, but people are like, "Oh shit, someone who's like in trouble." Well, there was bedlam in the hospital. Oh yeah, at the and time it, but it too. makes sense too, though, that they're like, "Oh well, this is like our job. Let's fix this person." He yeah. goes running up. He goes for traditional me- medicine, which, here. like in the classic drama sense, is like a replay of the first scene that you meet. Him yeah, in. it's almost right. like the exact same thing. Yeah, he goes. Yeah, running. except he's not covered in blood. Then. Yeah, except, yeah, definitely. And. Is not a fat lady. Yeah. No, she's not. <laughs> and uh, so uh, they call it. They're like, she's dead. And At then, this moment, when I was, I'm, I'm bringing up Diana again. No, that's cool. No, it's, I, it's interesting perspective because we it's all saw such it a, a good long perspective because she dies. To see it as an adult is probably yeah. a different experience and too. It, and it played perfectly on her because she dies, and, and Diana starts going, "No, oh fuck, no, the thing." He grabbed the bag. He's not gonna do the thing. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, so and so. And the movie ends with Dan injecting Meg, and you yeah. hear a scream, and then it's crazy. and in this beautiful After fucking everything he saw. Yeah. It, oh like, yeah, and then the screen goes dark, and you can just except for the reagent, the reagent because it's glow stick. So good. And, and he then says it just to her plunges. very sincerely, "I love you." Yep. And he does it. And it's like at yeah, this it, point, Doctor Dan. You know she's just gonna come back and go insane and try to kill you. Yeah. But you do it anyway. Yeah. It's ugh. It's, it's so good. That is fucking It's the best ending. Dude, it's right, such a good only like, way to end this movie. You get into Bridery Animator, she's just not there. It's like right. yeah, whatever. But like Dr. Herbert West and Dr. Dan, what is his last name? Kane. Dr. Dan Kane. These are two characters that are straight ahead, complete in total in owning their motivation throughout the whole movie yeah. every decision they make is on point the whole time yeah. like with mm-hmm. how they've been established definitely. you know what I'm saying definitely and of it's, course he tries to bring it's so her tra- the ending is so tragic but it's, it's so like dark tragic. and creepy and like yep. funny that he's doing it again yep. like it just works and that's Reanimator. Yeah. And so, like, we, we highlighted a lot of how funny the movie is and yeah. the movie is very very okay, funny okay. in a lot also, of places also I want to say like I, I, Funny isn't necessarily the right term. Awesome is the like, awesome. Yeah. It's just because if you see a, a sick enough car explosion, you laugh. Yeah, like that's right. awesome. You're right. right. You're it's, right. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just like you can't believe. Like he's coming through this guy's chest with a right. bone saw. Dude, you know? like, 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 like in Fast and Furious Six, 
when Vin Diesel drives a car out of an exploding airplane. Like, you laugh your fucking ass off. Because right. that is awesome. Yeah. And you're right. It's more awesome than funny. Yeah. It's absurd and stuff, but it's like... But it, at the end of the day, it's still... for the fences. At the, and it's, yeah. at the end yeah. of the day, it's still a horror movie. Because, like, we, you know, uh, we watched this, uh, her and I, and then Brian came back, and he was going to pick me up to fucking bring me out here. And I went downstairs, um, and we were leaving, and I forgot something, and I came back up, and I opened the door, and Deanna was standing right there and jumped. Really <laughs> yeah. And yeah. she was like, you know, you and Brian leave, and I keep thinking about the movie, and now I have to, I, do I have to turn the light on? And <laughs> I have to watch the game it of was a like, scary movie! Like, like, we had a blast watching it, yeah. yet it still left her with a sense of dread, like a good horror because movie it's, should. it's fucked up. Because it is fucked yeah. up. So before we get into the segments, we like to talk about influence yeah. and like what this movie is about. Well, uh, this movie, I'd say, it was influenced by H.P. Uh, Lovecraft, a right? Bit. Obviously, primarily. Yeah, it, it is interesting that it, that it is an H.P. Lovecraft story. That's very kind of unlike H.P. Lovecraft because a lot of uh, Lovecraft's work is what they call the genre of like weird fiction or like weird horror, like um, stuff like kind of like the first season of True Detective, like. Uh-huh. Otherworldly, like stuff going on, yeah. suspense. Yeah, a lot of it, like, yeah, that kind of thing. Like, like H.P. Uh, Lovecraft was like, I'd say, like, kind of an atheist who took it to like the next level, where he's like, well, if there is no God, then humanity is probably kind of pointless, huh? Yeah, yeah word, and really word. kind of dealing with word. that instead of it's like, well, human life is meaningless, then, huh? Interesting. Yeah. yeah, and like it's kind of the horror of like that is like a big part of it. As far as like. The influence of this movie, I mean, it's a very successful horror movie. And I mean, it, it's it's almost too hard to say what influence it's had on horror because it's like you like we were t- like you were saying before, like to the boldness of that head scene, yeah, in this movie. That's not unlike something you'd see in a movie now, right? You know, like well, it's like they also, I mean, this movie uh, referenced in uh, American Beauty. Oscar winning picture. Yeah. <laughs> For best picture. And I think, like, one of the, like, mainstay, like, why it's had presence and stuff is because I think it is very much influenced by the aesthetics of the theater that, like, Stuart Gordon and people. Because a lot of it, like, there aren't very many locations. Most of the it's scenes play out almost like it's on a yeah. stage. You know what I'm saying? And, like... It's all these character moments. And too. I think that's what helps it get away with towing the line between, like, horror and absurdity and all the stuff we're talking about. Because it's like, if you watch a stage production, they could do some fucked up shit on that stage, but it doesn't affect you in the same way, because it's like, you know they're playing pretend, because it's right in front of you. And I think Stuart Gordon managed to, like, keep that aesthetic throughout this entire movie, so that you can still be invested, but not be horribly disturbed by it. But I don't know, like, in terms of movies that have come after it, I I don't... It had two sequels. Um, It should be... uh, Word of warning, folks, if you haven't seen this movie and you're still listening... Don't watch it on uh, the full screen VHS because <laughs> good safety tip. Yeah, because uh, they, they shoot film in a full frame, you know, and then they crop it down for movie theaters. Letterbox, you know, is the same thing. Yeah. But on the full frame VHS, what they did instead of like cropping the theater um, picture, they used the whole film frame. So there was stuff in shots that wasn't supposed to be there. So you see oh, boom mics and stuff. Oh, really? That's no, yeah. So, I'll say that also. Um, Though, I don't know where we were at. I mean, I'm trying to think um, off the top of my head. I don't think it was maybe that innovative with, like, 
low budget special effects, but they look great. Yeah, I mean they, you know, they, they really very much hold up. Yeah, I, I guess um, one of the things they were talking about the making of too that was interesting was. Uh, a lot of their labor they got for free because they just used this dude's like special effects class, like it was a college so, class. Yeah. Used the students to get free labor that, labor from them. That is Chicago film. Yeah, right. right? There, and they were just like, put it on your resume, yeah. you know. And they got all yeah. this free labor. Uh, and then, um, in terms of, like it kind of related to that too, like in terms of the time period, I mean, Ronald Reagan was president. Well, 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 and, uh, but also, like, we were talking about it kind of before we started recording, like, a lot of really good horror movies coming out this time. This came out in 85. Yeah. Uh, best Super Bowl team of all time. Was right. We are the Bears, shuffling crew, shuffling on down, for you. But then there's, like, some really good, like, um, Evil Dead 2 was, I think, a year later. Yeah. Um, uh, Return of the Living yeah, Dead. Yeah, what was Return going on in horror? Was, was it time. getting a little bit more, like, I mean, fourth the, wall breaking at that time? Well, uh, those two examples alone yeah. Yeah. are exactly that. Yeah. yeah. In fact, those movies would be some of the only ones that I could think that could be, that could stand up next to the tone of this movie. Yeah. yeah actually. Um, yeah. Uh, and even those are a little then, more goofy. What, why yeah. do you think, like... This time, you know, I don't know that. I, I guess there wasn't a wave of like horror was so big. I mean, you, the thing was around this time too. Yeah, like horror was, was so earlier, big that yeah. you could kind of you could release a movie that's kind of lampshading sort of tropes of the genre, right? And expect millions of people to, to get it. What you're yeah, talking about, you yeah. know, it's like I had some. But I feel like you could also game. not as a horror fan walk into this movie and like right. You Definitely. Know. Like the person I watched it with today. Right, exactly, right. yeah. Like, just went on the roller coaster. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. The, there's um, some video game I heard about that's, like, about anime, and it's, like, lampshades, a bunch of stuff, and I had someone try to explain some of it, and I'm like, this makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, no, but if you know the genre, I'm like, I don't. Uh-huh. I mean, I've seen a few things, but... No. And I, this movie played its part in my life to turn me into a, a fan of this genre. Yeah. yeah. Like, this was like, this this helped me realize the artistry of horror movies yeah. in a way that a, another movie hadn't really done for me yeah, before. Yeah, well, like, because, like, uh, yeah, this is one of the first, because I was really into horror movies, like, I, I started when I was, like, in eighth grade, became really good friends with Jim, kind of, into sophomore year, we started yeah. hanging out more. And then it was like, well, I gotta show you all these movies, right? And so, like, this is definitely one of the first ones. I was like, you gotta see this. This was, and I never fucking Dan seen in his like Herbert it. West way. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> and you me, must watch and, the and me and my Doctor Dan way being yeah. like, yeah, yeah. She's okay. Good. I was so mad at that girlfriend. I was like, God, get her out of here. Horror movies, <laughs> right? And then we kept killing cats, and like the whole thing got really weird. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We kind of touched on what this movie is. About earlier talking about like it's creating not, life without it's about science now it's bad too I'm I just mean, kidding well yeah. no that like the, that point of men trying to create life for themselves is a really interesting one yeah because you know what happens horror yeah it goes awry <laughs> that's what happens yeah and it's so good, like, because you can take this movie at face value for just being like a fun roller coaster of special effects and cool performances and humor. But the shit does go deeper than that. And that's yeah. gotta be being based off of a Lovecraft story. You yeah. Know what yeah. I mean? Like, the, the deeper themes are just there inherently. Well, in the way that, I mean, uh, what's his name? Stuart. Gordon. Um, you know, he was a director and he understood the human condition and relationships mm-hmm. and how to convey emotion. And he, he told all those stories in this movie as well, you know? No doubt. Um, and, uh, 
he, you know, the the relationships in this film, there are, you don't, it's very economic. You, you glean a lot from very little, you know, yeah. and yeah. performances speak. Yeah. You know. Like when Barbara Craven's yelling, yes, 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 you know, she's very much in love. <laughs> okay, so I'll say with this. With her fiance. So we were watching this making of thing. It was probably like. It was over recorded ten in the, years yeah, after. Yeah, it was recorded in two thousand. And the way okay. the guy who plays Dan and the actress Barbara Crampton speak about each other, there is heat. Oh, that makes me so they're happy. Like, we just had, and they're not on screen together, but like separately discussing. Like, we just had such great chemistry, <laughs> and it's like, yes. damn, at least was like doing it. At least yeah, was like, dude, if he's married, he's probably like. In the doghouse. He's in trouble if she sees this. Like the the looks, like these naughty, like little smirks talking about each other was like they were into each other. They were just like I just felt so comfortable with him. And they sell it, man. It's all there on film. I mean they were into each other. There was no doubt about it. That's a good transition into our segment. Mm -hmm. And the first one, Hannes Titties. I mean, how does Tite's? I would have to say. Obviously, it's, it's the big fat patient at the beginning yeah, of the movie. Thank, yeah, thank you. <laughs> exactly the words out of my mouth. That's exactly what I, I know that's say. what you guys were both going to say. I just wanted to get it out of the way. I mean, those titties are so gross that I can only assume it was uh, prosthetic makeup <laughs> and not saying, a real human being. No, that was a, that was a fat lady for sure. I'm uh, back. Well, I do guys watch the doctor. Yeah. No, it's Barbara Cranton. Barbara Cranton, man. Also, she is beautiful. Dude, she is she an is underrated beautiful. scream scream queen. Dude. Yeah. Right, like, but also, like, she's a good. She's got some acting chops. I wouldn't be like. At, you know, well, and she commits enough to this movie and is good enough in this movie that she is like a fan favorite. And I can't, I don't really know what the fuck else she's ever been in. Like, I know from Beyond, from Beyond, yeah, but yeah. I've never seen her in anything else. And she's like beloved by fans like us for this one performance in this movie. She's great. You no, know, she's in a lot of stuff. I, I, I can't, nothing comes to mind off the top of my head. But. You know what? She was just in Your Next. Yeah, horrible oh, true, a few yeah. Years true, ago. true, true. She is getting those casts like, now. Like, yeah, I think that there's these uh, horror directors who grew up with her. Yeah, you know, and they're like, oh, yeah. She still looks good too. Careful scene where you can't see a severed head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's um, really the dividing line. Like you, you, you jerked off to the first scene of her. Yeah. <laughs> like, maybe, well, you maybe know. you like put a piece of paper over the screen where you could see the. Yeah, and turn the sound yeah. off. Yeah. I, also, I mean, freeze frame back in that yeah, day right. was a lot well, more important. Well, going back to VHS though, too, like what's funny is you'd rent a movie like this, or like uh, I remember an Alien, the part we see Sigourney Weaver's butt by the camera, yeah. and the tape would be all stretched out from people pausing it when yep. they rented it. Yep. <laughs> uh, best hair. Best hair um, is definitely um, the dean once he turns into oh, the that's unhappy. Oh, that's a good answer. He's got like Bernie Sanders Totally. Hair. And he's like yeah. pulling at it all the time Bernie and shit. Bernie Sanders hair, yes. She's the one who's being ruled by offering a German-fested hand. Uh, so this, so Bernie Sanders and John Kerry are both in this movie. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Interesting. Yeah. There's a lot about American politics. There's a lot about yeah. American politics. This is really things. what this movie is trying to talk right, about. So yeah. Herbert West is Obama, let's just say? <laughs> yeah, I would say that. Yeah. All right. And Dr. Dan is I, Condoleezza Rice. I can't think of any. No, 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 that's good. That's that, good. That, yeah, okay. I, I like that, yeah. <laughs> the black security guard, Donald Trump. What? <laughs> Damn. All right, best hair, Elise? Um, I said that the mean doctor lady was... And who I found less mean at the end of the movie when she's like, I'm sorry. Like, she's gone. Yeah, word, word. Yeah, but she had awesome, of the time, short curly hair, yeah. 
I wrote down Dan Kane mostly because his hair is. He's so got much, good hair. It's, it's also it's so much better in brighter. But I was gonna say you you what you mean is brighter reanimated. Yeah, dude. Dan Kane, that's what you mean. But yeah, but it's just uh, kind of nice '80s hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in Brighter Reanimator, he has great hockey hair. Amazing hockey yeah. hair, dude. Oh, I'm gonna hold on. I'm gonna look this up. Oh, don't look it up now. Look no, it up I later. I have to look right. it up right now. You guys go ahead. Uh, best outfit. Best outfit. I wrote either. I wrote two down. I liked um, Dan Kane's jean jacket with a tan collar. Yeah, he looked pretty slick in that. That's, That's something. That's true. And then also, I like how Herbert West was always dressed formally. Like even when he's at home, he's wearing a tie. Yeah, that's all true the time. Too. He gets out of the bag. He doesn't have gym shoes. Oh on. shit! That is some awesome hockey hair. <laughs> no peace ways hair. Not Kurt Russell right, level, but, but no, like but it's, sweet it's hockey hair. Yeah, I would say best outfit is like. The scrubs that the body with the severed God head. God damn it, that's my number one. I'm just, dude, no, it's go fine. for it. No, I'm glad you. Yeah. I'm glad you got. Yeah, I'm glad we got to. The I same feel like page the last episode that. we did, we were on the same page. Yeah, we were. We we both loved a Leatherface's dinner. Attire. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. definitely. Yeah. I just like the idea of how much time it took Doctor Hill to get dressed in those scrubs. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, and to put the, to position the the fake head on. Uh-huh. Top of his severed neck. It had to have taken him at least an hour to get his body dressed up. He had his like bubbly like torso. It looks so hilarious, but creepy. Which is like it so fits the tone of this movie. Definitely, that's my number one best outfit. I'll discuss my runners up. Yeah, um, which I always have. Um, This is like probably my favorite segment. I always delve in pretty deeply here. that is the best outfit in the movie. My runners-up are in the uh, third act when Meg is in Dan's shirt. She looks really good in it. She She's, does look yeah. cute in that. She looks cute in that. Yeah. Um, she has a couple of like sort of dated-looking outfits. They do a pretty good job of not dating this movie too heavily, yeah. which is usually what makes the outfit it's segment fun to discuss. There are a lot of movies that we love from the 80s that uh, like suffer for new audiences from being too 80s. Yeah. This movie has not, does not have that problem. No, they do a pretty good job of avoiding anything too trendy. But um, There is the, the, the Bananarama music video halfway through the movie. Yeah, right. Yeah, like, <laughs> except for that. Like, except for that. Except for that. But yeah, she looks good in the men's shirt. She's real cute mm-hmm. in that. And um, I'm sure you guys appreciate that when he carries her through the hospital. Like, you, you see, see her camel butt. toe? Yeah. Definitely. You see her butt, too. Yeah. yeah. And then um, in that same scene, uh, Dan's in a wife beater. And he looks hunky. Dude, he is on hero status at that yeah, point. That's very true. Carrying her looking so cute in that shirt. In his like hunky wife beater shirt, like that uh-huh. is hot. And then he tries to bring her back to life. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Word. <laughs> word. Yeah. Yeah. It's also like, um, also again, in brighter animator, he's like more like cut. He's even more buff. Yeah. yeah. True. But whatever uh, happened to this guy? Uh, we'd have to look. Yeah. Okay. We don't have time. For we that. don't want to do that. Yeah. We don't yeah. Have time for that. In the 80s, 90s, and aughts, Bruce Abbott worked pretty consistently in horror movies and TV series like MacGyver and Murder, she wrote. His last credited role was in 2010. Uh, best death. Shit. Does it get better than the shovel? Yeah, I wrote Dr. Hill both times. <laughs> both times, yes! The head getting knocked off at the shovel... Great. And then his head getting crushed, and then his torso exploded. So he died three times. Yeah, technically, like no shit though. That's yeah. true. They were all so good. Yeah, the the shovel for me is the best because it was kind of unnecessary. It was super unnecessary, and he. Like, I mean, also like when I saw this movie, like, like he knocks him out and then he decapitates him. 
When I saw this <laughs> movie, I can't remember exactly when, but I remember renting it on tape and everything, and I remember the the head crushing and being like, whoa, like, lines have been crossed yeah. here. I Any mean, honorable mentions? I think, I, I think for me, my top death, which is what sold this movie for me in the first place, was that cat getting chucked against the wall. Yeah, <laughs> that I had. That so good. I I remember, like I remember, like I remember being in your parents' basement, like yeah. watching that scene on that screen, and just laughing so fucking hard. I'd never seen anything like that before in my life. Yeah. And also, the cat also dies three times. Think about it. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's like he was dead. Her voice goes twice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, scariest scene. Okay, so for me, this is uh, Meg being brought to uh, John Kerry, and her own dad rips off her nightgown, which she's yeah. wearing nothing underneath. Yeah. Which I mean is good, good uh, yeah. crotch health. It's good to let that all air out overnight. And, if it, you can. and, it, and it looked great. On yeah. Yeah, her crotch looked awesome. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, full full monkey, yeah. yeah. Full monkey. <laughs> but, um, like, she's naked, and she's next to that gross head, and he's like, uh, like, he, he's, he's leering at her. And, and her dad's um, just standing there going like, Oop. Her dad's, like, watching yeah. all this, and he licks the side of her face, yeah. and it's creepier than the Terminator 2 scene somehow. And, yeah. uh, it's a, it's... For me, that's the creepiest scene because it's, she's so vulnerable. She it's it's a living nightmare. And talking in the uh, making of, she said that uh, she couldn't believe she agreed to do it. Like she talked to some people about it who were like, "No, don't do it." You yeah, know, like yeah, she was yeah, like yeah. really afraid to do it. I would never be able to get through that to lay there naked like that. But like, then imagine it's actually like. The scene in the movie where your dad's standing there. Yeah, I know. Uh, right. A real severed head is like a sucking your titty. Yeah. And once again, that's why... He, which he actually has to do in the scene. Right. Like, as amazing, as amazing as Jeffrey Combs is in this movie, and he is, like, Barbara Crampton truly has the best performance for me. Because you think about it, like, I remember um, watching this documentary about the ladies of Evil Dead, the first Evil Dead. Yeah. yeah. And, like, the woman... Um, God, what's her character's name? Who gets tree raped? Linda? Yeah. No, not wait, Linda. I, wait, Ellen Sandweiss? What's, I think it's her Yeah, actress. but what's her it doesn't matter but that actress was like her life changed after that movie like she felt horribly embarrassed she like went to therapy and shit like this like she like for a long time the scene is pretty rough it's pretty rough and and for a long time she had claimed that that movie ruined her life and now she's like cool with it and she goes to conventions and stuff like this Barbara Crampton, arguably, this is just as bad, if not worse, than it's the tree probably thing. worse, yeah. And she just owns it like a champ. She and, always and, has, And these days, yeah. she's like, oh, yeah, that happened to me one time. She's like, she, like, fun. wears it on her sleeve. She's like, I did it, no you doubt. know? No doubt. No, and, it, and she said it was, like, a closed set, and she said it probably took three hours to also, film. And she said it was a nightmare. It was yeah, horrible. I bet it was. Imagine yeah. how bad it would be just having John Kerry suck on your boob. He had to do... <laughs> and, mean, okay. a nice no, setting. No, no, no another, I mean like the real John Kerry. <laughs> yeah, right. another, another funny um, tidbit, his wife at the premiere, the actor's wife, was like furious. And st- <laughs> he didn't warn her. How do you not warn your yeah, wife? Like, like, okay, I'm doing this movie. Like an actor, Happy anniversary, baby. There's this scene... <laughs> Well, I have to, uh, my severed head um, is, um, I try to stick it into a, uh, this 22-year-old He does crotch. get his tongue and lips on her nipple, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He it's pretty pornographic. Yeah, yeah, it's gross. 
Uh, I, for me, for scariest scene, I wrote. Uh, I like when the bodies pop up at the end. Like that's pretty creepy. That's or, startled, definitely. Yeah. Or, or also like um, when um, Meg is arriving during the autopsy because you just think about how bad it would be in like real life to come in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Your dad, you know, freaking out. And yeah. Everything, and you just know shit's going bad for scariest yeah. scene, Jim. I mean, the severed head cunnilingus is definitely <laughs> the most horrifying scene. Like, in my first experience of watching this movie back in the day, it yeah. was definitely Dr. Hill's body exploding yeah. at the end of the movie. That was the most yeah. shocking thing yeah. I'd seen in my life at that point. It really was. Like, I, I the, it was like the cat getting thrown against the wall and his body exploding into ribs and cow intestine. Those two things were like... They had an impact on me as a teenager. Yeah. You have like, to appreciate what that was like for you to watch. Because I was around your age when I saw this movie the first time. I was like right. probably 17. This is a really movie Dan showed me early on yeah. in this dating. Yeah. That's the kind of thing. Like, romancing me. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> showing me this movie. Um, but it's like, this was a time when it's like, you weren't seeing all that shit on the internet. You didn't have yeah, access yeah, yeah. to tons of movies like that. Like, you know, having a friend who collected... These, like, crazy, like, low-budget B-movies, like, yep. cult phenomenon yeah. movies. Like, that's the way you saw yeah. a movie like this, you know? And this was, like, at this point, I really hadn't seen a whole lot of shit because right. we were kind of sheltered. Well, and that's at least the other I thing. Was. Part of the reason I own, like, all these kind of movies that it used to be especially, like, if you wanted to watch, like, The Godfather, you could go to the movie store and rent Blockbuster. They might not have Reanimator. Right. Right. So I would buy Reanimator. Like, yeah. yeah. But definitely it is known... The Doctor Hill's head dropping on Barbara Crampton is definitely the worst part. Yeah, but the, his body exploding at the end is yeah. for me. One I mean, of the, for me, that part's a little undercut by the fact that I'm like, oh, I can see her tits. Like, kind of <laughs> can't be distracting. Can't be distracting. She looks good naked. She looks great naked. There's no doubt. About She's that. also being raped by a zombie. Right. I, I can. I can kind of pretend that's not happening. <laughs> I mean, like also that's seeing training this, is I what that like, is. I could disassociate better as, like, a young person than I can. Like, as an adult, you you know, you right, pile yeah. up experiences and you think about, you know, people who've right. been through shit and stuff. And you watch something like this and it's so much more horrifying yeah, yeah, than absolutely. it used to be. Yeah, Would you survive? Okay, so I said that... I feel like I would have trouble fighting off the gross naked bodies. But... I also feel like my dad wouldn't be friends with a dude who was collecting my hair. Yeah, I think so your I dad like, would just hit that guy's ass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I think that guy. My dad would like catch that guy leering at me once, and that would be it. Like that guy would go missing. You know? yeah. Like So I, I feel like yes, I would survive. I think I. Yeah, okay. I, I do too. Like, like, well, I mean, like earlier on, you know, when you first see this movie, like. I'm younger. I probably identify with Dan Kane more. I, I uh-huh. know I did. Uh-huh. You know, younger. Now I kind of more identify with the black security guard. In either case, they both survive. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I see myself like kind of the blue collar guy. Would you survive, Jim? Okay, I don't think in any reality I would ever get into medical school. <laughs> I, I don't think I would be anywhere Could you near. you see yourself as a security guard? I can see. Jacks me. off on his lunch? Not in a hospital. Yeah, you don't get you don't nothing in a hospital is gonna make you horny enough to definitely not. I mean, Boudoir magazine is pretty hot. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But like, 
How does this movie relate to Friday the 13th Part how, how does it rate against? Rate against. I still haven't seen it again. Okay, since um, we well, Jim, you can safely say it's better. It's better. I'm going to say, say it's, it's better. better. Yeah, right. definitely. How many machetes do you give this movie out of five? Five. I five. swear to God, only because it's one of my favorites. I give it four. Alright. Yeah. What what, what lost the one machete for you? Well, okay, so I'll I give ratings. She's very stingy with I'm the real stingy and okay. You're a connoisseur. I think that's fair. Honestly You know what? I think I give it a four point two five. I've All changed right. every <laughs> rating <laughs> that I've done. Because every episode the other thing that we haven't done this episode is I point out that I invented the machete rating system. Which you did not, I did. I, no, fans of the show can remember. They're like, no, hey, I they can remember that you're an asshole. Listeners, I want you... you to call in and vote who so, came up with the machine. You know what? You know why I call give it six nine six. I'm gonna give it four and a quarter. <laughs> I'm gonna give it four and a quarter because right. because um, the gore is on point. Yeah, the, it is like genuinely creepy at like a lot of different points in this movie. Like it is, it's it's. Operates as a horror movie. It's very funny, and the performances and characters are believable. They're perfect, and, and, really and you're good. very invested in the story. So, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna get four and a quarter. It's All a right. solid, solid one of the best. I mean, five machetes. The movie yeah, five, is the, yes. for me. The movie is perfect. Like watching it again today after not having seen it for a couple seasons because I usually yeah. watch it every Halloween, but I didn't this time around. Um, every moment of it works. Yeah, yeah, I love it. It's one of my in my top five. Like, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, and then it kind of plugs like uh, my blog, Dan for All Seasons, top blogs. But you can check it out. And I have a, a list of my top fifty horror movies. There's stuff I'd add to it. Some stuff I'd probably take off. But where was the animator on that list? Uh, I think it was like number three or four. Yeah, fucking eight. We had some disagreements about yeah, the placement of certain movies. And you're list. like, why isn't Halloween number one? I'm like, it was my favorite. I didn't horror say movie. it was number. I didn't say it should be number one. You did. It was but too but high. Isn't that your number one at least? It's my number one. Yeah, that's a good yeah. movie. Um, yeah. I'm Professor Werewolf on Twitter. Check me out. I'm part of a comedy group with uh, Jim Gaynor called Midnight Child. We've got videos on the internet and stuff. We've got a show this summer sometime. Not booked yet. Yeah, but probably. Yeah, keep your eye out for that. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, yeah, I'm Jim Gaynor. If you ever want to interact with me, you probably just have to come to my house <laughs> at some point when I'm there. Yeah, you got to make sure he's there. Yeah, because yeah, um, sometimes I'm not. Just show up and wait. <laughs> uh, yeah, keep it spooky, folks. Thanks for listening. Oh, rate and review us. Yeah, subscribe on iTunes, please. It makes yeah. it easier yeah. if you do that. Or, you know, yeah, rate and review us, share this and stuff. Does this, e- does this end out with a monster bash? No. You need to do a, you know, you need to do like a theme song yeah. for us. Oh, I have a theme song. Yeah. Okay. That would be sweet. It would be like, uh, he did the mash. He did the mash. But I'm just brainstorming. Yeah. Like, I'll, yeah, I gotta, that was really crazy. I gotta bounce it off. I'm really excited about it. Keep it spooky. Keep it spooky. I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight. For my monster from his slab began to rise. And suddenly, to my surprise, he did the mash. He did the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. He did the match. It caught on in a flash. He did the match. He did the monster match. From my laboratory in the castle.